Hello and welcome to the Honeywood Learning Podcast. It is nearly the summer holiday. Um, I'm here with Claire Wakeling. Hello, Claire. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm fantastic. How's it feel to be on the five-star rated podcast? I can't believe it. It's brilliant. <laughs> we It's still five-star. We've now got three ratings. So Ooh. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> I did it as well. I think I was one of them as yeah. well. So, yeah, we might have more after this. Um, yeah, so we've been in school this week. Yep. It's our week, we're the last ones, um, so most people who are listening to the podcast probably already know how it feels, yeah. um, but it's been strange, isn't it's it? It's very weird, but very good as well, I really enjoyed it. Best bit's been te- the actual teaching the kids, isn't teaching it? Teaching the kids, especially kids that I haven't taught before, and they've all been amazing, it's been really, really lovely. How did you feel for your first lesson? Really, really nervous. I was so scared about teaching, especially after, what is it, 14 weeks, 15 weeks we're going to have? don't yeah. even know anymore. And I can't remember if I could speak, if I knew how to project my voice, if I knew how to address them. Um, but it was a bit like riding a bike. It kind of just came back and I knew what I was doing. Bizarrely, I actually felt it was the most confident mm. lesson I've ever taught. And I, I have no idea why. Maybe because of everything that's gone on, Yeah, it's kind of the least of my worries now. But yeah. I, I didn't stumble on my words no. or anything. I thought, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird feeling because it feels like we've come in in the summer holidays mm. and everyone's just kind of like, oh, you're here too. Yeah. But the kids are also here. So it's a really weird feeling. But yeah. like I say, end of the week and, um, yeah. and then we'll nearly be... Nearly over. Nearly over. Right, anyway, today we're going to be talking about metacognition, which is part of the recovery curriculum plan. Now, we'll get into kind of what metacognition is, um, what it looks like in, in the classroom, why it's part, why it's going to be embedded in the recovery curriculum plan and talk a little bit about the kind of the background information and how we can help staff with that as well. So um, uh, obviously last year I was doing some action research with mm-hmm. metacognition and you were in your training year we shared a class and yep. so you, you know a little bit about metacognition yeah. as well. Um, so metacognition, it's um, effectively Thinking about thinking, that's, I mean, it's a quote I don't particularly like because it doesn't really mean a lot, but it's basically um, the pupil's ability to monitor, direct and review their own learning. So it's them actually understanding kind of, you know, where they are with their learning, what they need to do, what their aims are and how, how they can improve um, and how it would look, it, you know, very similar way. So it could be that they're setting their own targets, um, they're responding to feedback in that way yeah. and they're leading that conversation of what they need to do rather than us actually telling them how to do that so you know why it's relevant as part of our recovery curriculum obviously it's come kind of you know the worst time possible for, yeah. for learners this last few months and they've been out of touch of um, you know school having teachers there to kind of give them that guidance as well mm-hmm. now some learners have thrived with that others not so much and we'll, we'll get onto that in a little Absolutely. bit um but obviously, coming back in September, we need to try and make sure that everyone's on that kind of same page wow. again uh, and try and boost it if we can. So it's an opportunity to kind of um, recalibrate where everyone was with that. Um, now, what do you think the learners may have developed in terms of their metacognition throughout this uh, this period where they've been, you know, home learning? I feel like quite a lot of learners have learned a lot about self-regulation and figuring out for themselves how what they need to be doing how they need to be doing it and where what it's where it's taking them as well um they've learned a lot of skills about how to upload their work what to do with their work and how to approach it as well which is one of the really important metacognitive, metacognitive skills i mean they've done really well considering we didn't have a plan before it's not no. like we had a week where we say right in a week's time we're going to close the yeah. school these are the things that you need to be able to do. It's, it's all been done kind of really quickly. Yeah. Like, you know, 
they've had to just get on with lockdown, it. Lockdown, we'll communicate with you from then on and, you know, watch this space kind of thing. Yeah. So they've done really they well. They have done incredibly well. Really well on the, on the whole. And, you know, we're very lucky, obviously, with the technology we have, they can do that. Yep. Um, the, the work that the learners and the teachers have put in, um, it's just been incredible. It's been non-stop. It really has. Um, it's been absolute credit. Really good. And I know kind of teachers and we moan about, oh, God, I had, had you know, every learner in my class asking me the how same to do question. this, how to do this, how to do this. But that's a sign that they're actually using they're, their initiative, aren't they? They're thinking about what they need them to do rather than seeing they don't get it and they're just moving on or expecting us to know they didn't get it and out of the blue tell them they're figuring it out for themselves or they're asking the questions about what they need yeah. to do i mean it's that thing like when i was at school i was probably more oh, i haven't been told to do it or there's so no lesson there to. so i'm not going to i can't get in trouble because i haven't yeah. been told to do it whereas they they're they're the opposite really absolutely aren't they? we've been having questions about all sorts and they've been thinking of i don't understand it how to do it and that's been a wonderful thing that they've actually developed over this period do you think that there'll be more of an obvious gap between the learners when they come back? So obviously we've talked about the ones that have really done well, but not so much with some learners in terms of their, you know, using their own initiative. Yeah. And do you think that that will be very noticeable and a bit of a bit of an issue? Well, not an issue, but you know, it will something be something to work on. Something to work on when we come back in September. I mean, unfortunately, I do think that probably will be the case. There has been obviously learners that have really thrived during this period, and learners not always that you expect that would have thrived either. But there is still the ones that have struggled, especially some learners that do incredibly well at school, but not the one and then have struggled during this lockdown period. And it's that gap we're going to have to sort out now because they haven't developed those metacognitive skills to sort it out for themselves. So have you been quite surprised with some learners um, in terms of, you know, the ones that you thought, oh, they'd have their work uploaded all the time because they were the first ones to do it in the class. Absolutely. And alternatively, the ones who maybe were yeah. a little bit more reluctant in the class and they've been the first ones to upload it. I've just been so surprised. I've had learners that in the classroom have been always the first ones to hand work in, first ones to know what to do, first ones to want to ask questions and keep answering questions. And they've there have been some of those learners that haven't done very like engaged very well during lockdown. And it is a wonder about what, what led them to that whether it's at school they can do it with our guiding hand but at home on their own they haven't got that ability to self-regulate self-work it out and it really so. does highlight the fact that they learn in different ways don't absolutely they? I some mean, are you know they love the instruction they'll mm, do exactly what you tell yeah. them but then without that you mm. take that away they get very you know they're not you know almost frightened they, yeah. t- they don't know what to do instead of with them and someone constantly saying that's the right thing this is, this is exactly what you need to do they are too f- almost frightened to do it wrong yeah um and it's because they can't, i suppose it might be because they can't have that immediate fix where they have to wait for us to fix it or tell them afterwards that it's wrong um but i have been really really pleased with some learners who are reluctant or struggled at home uh, what well, school sorry and then at home They've done amazingly, and it's kind of shown a different way that they learn, and they've actually flourished with it. Yeah, we obviously don't give them enough credit. We think Absolutely. they're just maybe being lazy, but they they probably just they're sick of us telling them what to do, and they probably just yeah. think, just let me get on with it. I know, I know, I know what how to, to do. do it. Um, yeah. I mean, I was a bit like that at school. I, I just oh, I was just like, oh, please just leave me alone. Just mm. let me get on with it. Um, but obviously, no, it's it's. Um, it's been really, it's been an eye opener, hasn't mm. it? Um, and we've learned a lot about our learners. I have really have. It's, it's Sorry. just nice learning about some of the learners that you didn't expect and they've shown you these skills that they have that they haven't really been able to showcase before and now this period showed me you can do that and every time you try and tell me you can't, I have this evidence now to prove that you can. So 
obviously the way that we're going to be working in September with our recovery curriculum plan, there's going to be certain things, the way that we do our our staff training, the way that we maybe deliver learning session fives and Mm -hmm. um, our kind of virtual assemblies will be very different to what we would have done before. It's it's going to be about kind of, you know, like part of it is the metacognitive skill side of it. Um, Some schools, for example, Ramsey School, which isn't that far away, their ethos is heavily based on metacognition anyway and they've been building that for the last few years i i spoke to the head teacher last year and he was telling us all about their their ethos and how they started you know right from scratch again with not just the kids but the staff as well it's trying to first of all get them to understand what metacognition is Mm -hmm. because it's such a wide that you can't pinpoint metacognition as as one aspect is it covers everything questioning so it's all about you know you're thinking about your questioning feedback you're thinking about that Mm. um behavior management you've got to think yourself right how am i behaving managing this behavior and that's just from the obviously the teacher's point of view so it's just a giant umbrella that covers everything and so that's i see why they're obviously focusing on that and um seems to underpin so much of everything we do that the, the more we develop that ability the more we can develop other areas as well just simply through knowing how we know or learn how to do things absolutely and it's something that just it just builds Mm. so their plan was like i say the first year was was very much around kind of this is what metacognition is um you know this is what it will look like and then as the years build on it's they're giving more ownership to the teachers Mm -hmm. and the learners as well um to to actually use what they've learned um so it's not just kind of back to the start in September, you know, we've got to learn all this again. I know they'll have new staff and new new learners, but it's it's eventually going to become part of the school. Yeah. And they build it into things like their houses, so the reward schemes for the houses, it's all to do with metacognition and everything. It's, it's really good. And obviously that might be the way, not as a full ethos, but we mm-hmm. we might head in that direction. We because, can blend it in. Absolutely. And you may find that uh, in terms of, you know, workload and also the learner's workload as well, mm-hmm. it actually reduces yeah. it quite a lot. Um, now, I mentioned about last year I did some action research on metacognition when I went on a course that was what I chose to do metacognition and I focused it on one class and it's the class that I shared with you when you were doing your training which yeah. was our year nines mm-hmm. who are now in year 10 or go just about to go into year 11 um, and it's safe to say that when we first did the analysis of them we found that they were not very no. metacognitive at no. all um, it was very spoon-fed they um, did really rely on us showing them exactly where they needed to go with things. Absolutely, and and so it was really the perfect class to do it. And I was really lucky that you were very open to, you know, when you were planning your lessons, you mm-hmm. were, you were very into, you know, whatever you want to do, you'll do it as well, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. Um, so things that we tried that actually seemed to work yeah. um, was a lot of modelling, wasn't it? So yeah. we would we would try. I mean, it was explicit. So it may have seemed very. Almost down to a flowchart of how you would take it. Exactly. I mean, it was it was things like opening the resources on Google Classroom. Yeah. Because we just assumed they can all do mm. that. And f- for some reason, no fault of their own, no. they just forget things. Absolutely. I mean, one, um, I think, oh, I can't remember when it was, maybe November, um, Family Learning Team did a, an excellent um, presentation on the teenage mind 
Yeah. Do you remember that one? I did. That was really, really good. It was excellent. It made me really think about it because we just think of them as really made, teenagers. It kind of makes you think about your, your own teenage brain. You're like, oh, that's how you it can really relate Why? to it. And, and about how it resets after so many years mm-hmm. and you, you know, your cognitive skills just kind of restart. Mm. So I suppose that's what happens. People, they just forget they just the simple forget. things. Don't There's they? something else been replacing that knowledge. And we always say that when they come up from primary school. We say, how, could, how could you do that in primary school? Yeah. And you can't do that now. Yeah. What's wrong with you? But obviously that's why. It's had a little bit of a reset. Absolutely. So it's, it's good to give them the explicit things. Um, this is how you do it. And we did that. So we, we kind of showed them. We modelled. This is how you do it. And we showed it on the board. We used AirPlay. Um, I used the Apple Pencil to show, you know, yeah. even just writing as yeah. well. Writing things. Because they, they write in text as well of nowadays, course. don't they? Um, yes, unfortunately. Or shorthand or as not full sentences. No, or even just showing this is what handwriting should look like or yep. could look like. Um, because some of it's really, you know, we've got a lot lot of doctors on, on our books, haven't <laughs> we? We really do. Um, but that seemed to work really well. Yeah, and I did. didn't get very long to do it. It was only, I think, a half term. It was, yeah. But when we did the final analysis, so we used, I'll talk about the document that we used um, to actually assess that, to compare. But we found that they were much more yeah, uh, we saw, independent. We saw a huge change in them. They were much more independent. They were able to um, self-analyse and self-recognise what they needed to do. A huge difference when they were at the beginning. Yeah. So one thing that we did right at the start was we gave them a, um, a Google Form questionnaire. And it was very simple things uh, on a scale of, you know, um, I agree or, you know, agree, strongly agree, disagree strongly disagree etc and it was things like do i know where to find revision resources do i know how to upload um pdfs do i know where to uh, find my feedback and um you know there wasn't there was a lot of disagrees or Mm. you know maybe just agree there weren't any many strong strong. agrees like so i'm really confident in doing this and we gave them exactly the same thing later we didn't tell them why so we tried to avoid the bias of you know you should have improved on this (laughs) please tell me you have it was just and half of them probably forgot that they'd done it anyway yeah and we did find that generally they'd all increase Mm. their you know their confidence in that um in where to find revision resources how to revise effectively ask for feedback etc so that was really really good it was really positive so something worked in that short time and that was only a half term with one class so think if you did that for all your classes and all year and all year as well um then it could really really um work well now the research that i um conducted as in the the documents that i used and the the literature it was it was mainly focused around the education endowment foundation which i've plugged quite a few times but it really is fantastic what they do is they produce guidance reports and they've got a lot of guidance reports you can check out their website um, loads of guidance reports on things from the best use of TAs in the classroom um, working with parents from uh, you know working us with parents to try and get the best out of the, the learners early mathematics English etc science and they're really good guidance reports that they're, they're a bit like literature reviews they they take all of the the literature from over the years, the, the re- relevant obviously, and they come at, uh, produce their own guidance report, and they also simplify it as a um, as a summary of recommendations. They make some brilliant posters uh, that you can print out, put up in your classrooms. Mm. They're really easy to refer to. Um, I've obviously got the one right in front of me here, and um, you'll find it on our staff learning site. There'll be a link to all of the resources as well in the bio of the podcast. Um, and I'm just going to really quick go through the recommendations because they're. You know they are they are very good. They're quite easy to follow. Mm. Um, the guidance report I'd I'd strongly recommend reading it. But as a very quick go-to guide, the summary of recommendations is very very good. So the first step 
is teachers should acquire the professional understanding and skills to develop their pupils' metacognitive knowledge. Okay, now that's that's an obvious starting point. Absolutely. Because we, you know, we have to understand what metacognition is. We can't teach it. We can't pass on the knowledge without us knowing it how to do it ourselves. No, that's just that's just nature. Yeah. You know, that's that's part of teaching. You can't mm-hmm. deliver a lesson if you no. don't know. What you it don't is. know the information. You can't pass on the information. No. So hopefully. Some of you are going to gain something out of this podcast ju- just from listening to the podcast of what metacognition is. Um, so that's obviously the first step. Second one, explicitly teach the pupils metacognitive strategies, including how to plan, monitor and evaluate their learning. So um, we already said with our class we were very explicit. So mm-hmm. it's going over the top, isn't yeah. it? It's, like it's embedding in their brain. Yeah. This is what you need to do. Same with with normal subject like subject lessons. Absolutely. So with the GCSE stuff, you have to do this. Yeah. I mean, I did this a few examples of this in my classes myself. Um, so I've got a year 10 class that I tried to kind of showcase a metacognitive um, example where we had an exam question and we kind of went through it together. We discussed what the question was talking and what they were aiming for. And then together we, t- we talked about how to approach it, what to approach, where to start. And then we fo- kind of followed my, th- my thought pattern of what would happen each time in order to pick up those marks and kind of prove to ourselves we could, we knew what to do. And yeah. I mean, you'll find in uh, from where I've observed other other subjects, ones like, for example, history, which is very different to science, Mm. but they have a lot of extended questions. And you ask the learners and they they absolutely thrive on being shown and going Mm. through them. And I know they they have kind of whole lessons going through maybe just one question um, where they pick it apart. And I know history in the past have have produced booklets like GCSE booklets where they actually do the same thing they have example questions and they show you how they go through it and that's amazing yeah if we had that resource you know if every department had that they they had a and the time yeah (laughs) but once once it's done it's done yeah um and you know they can always refer back to it as well and it's that thing of you know I'm the same for, for when I was growing up doing sport have to be shown yeah absolutely have to be shown before I can actually do it myself yeah and I know that obviously there are different learners. Some mm. are auditory learners, visual learners. You know, some just like reading and it yeah. goes in. But something like that, you do you do have to show it, yeah. really, don't you? Yeah. Um, and you, once you've been shown, it seems to be something you can re- replicate or amend for different kinds of situations. Once you've been shown, first off, yeah. you have a starting point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one other thing that we we added to the to our powerpoints last year, we introduced. Or yeah, it was last year. Wow, um, was the visual icons. Yeah, which are brilliant. Which are brilliant. And they're so simple because we have them in every one of our... Every um, single one of my lessons. So they all know now. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I know it's it's more, you could argue, they're being told what to do. Yeah. But they just need to see the icon and yeah. they instantly know. So mm-hmm. it reduces the amount that they need to ask us, oh, what am I doing on this one? You don't spend every lesson, do I need to write this bit down? Because they already know they need to write that bit down. Or they already need to know they think about it or discuss it or... So for anyone who doesn't know what the, our visual icons are, we've got a, a bank of icons. So, uh, for example, if there's a there's a reading icon, it's just a little picture of someone reading a book, mm-hmm. a, a, a little icon, sorry. And um, if, if there's just a, a page where we want them to read it and not write it, we'll just put the reading one because otherwise you'll get learners who are just copying everything. Same thing yeah. with answering particular questions. We've got the little notepad and pencil. Yeah. Um, to find things on Google Classroom, there's a little Google Classroom icon, and they just become familiar with it, and, and it's just second nature, com- then, isn't it? They've literally been completely invaluable during the lockdown. We, I don't think I could have done without them in no. my lessons. Without me being there to say to them, like, this is the bit we need to write down, or you need to do this question next, or we're moving on to this, those icons kind of 
took my helped me be there with them and also allow them to have a little bit of com like confidence and comfort knowing that I was still there telling them what to do but they could do that completely for themselves yeah. and I mean for all learners that's a benefit but particularly for SEND learners yeah. hub learners as well um, I know really... I know the SEND team absolutely loved it and yeah. they they use it and they wanted to share it and they've shared it with other schools as well yeah. I mean it wasn't our idea we no. took it from another school um, so we're not claiming that at all no. but it's it's such a simple idea mm -hmm. and I know other departments have said they've started using it mm -hmm. and it's really good and this, this feedback from learners has been also been quite very good as well we've had a few learners that have said like it's been really really useful they feel more confident able to go through it with those icons there yeah. and without them they kind of can just sort of still do it themselves and they can still recognise it, but they do like the comfort of those icons. Absolutely. Um, now, the third third recommendation, we kind of, this sort of embeds with other ones that we've already mentioned anyway. So model your own thinking to help pupils develop their metacognitive and cognitive skills. So like we've just said, I mean, we, we probably talked more about this one than we did the, yes. the other one. Um, <laughs> but again, it's, it's that mo it's modelling. You have to model it, don't yeah. you? I mean, they see us as, you know, we're the teachers. We're the they, teachers. they think, I mean, most of them are probably more intelligent than I am. I'm sure they are. In terms of science, you know. But... But they see you as, you know, everything that you do is right. Yeah. Um, and they'll remember, they'll pick up on everything. If you teach them something wrong, you guarantee that's what they'll that's remember. That's the thing they remember rather than anything else. Absolutely. So if we can model, um, it's just, you know, it's the same in everything. Just mo in terms of, like, you know, social skills, being a good citizen. If mm -hmm. you model it explicitly. Show show the behaviour that you want someone else to, 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 yeah. to do. And, I mean, especially for coming away from the subject side of it if we model the the positive attitude uh, when we come back rather than you know everyone just being down and talking yeah, about worried about what's happening um if we just you know if we're upbeat it passes on doesn't mm. it because they'll think oh okay yeah yeah i don't need to be like that that's yeah. that's you know that's the natural thing um so yeah model your own thinking um, and that's the main stage that I got to last year. I know it's only the third one, but because I didn't get very, uh, didn't have very long. Time. It was only kind of five weeks that I had with our class. But I got to that phase, and I found that that was the most valuable one. Um, it was really, really valuable to the to the learners to model it, and it's something that it's very easy to to forget to do. We tell them to do something. We put questions on the board. We have the answers. Yeah. But quite, um, and we know the answers. Yeah. But if the learners don't know it and they're looking at their incorrect answers, they don't know why they're wrong no. or how they get to that. So you need to model, you know, how did I get that answer? Yeah, the what train was the of, misconception? And the, the train of thought you had to get you there. Exactly. And then they can make those connections then, can't they? Mm -hmm. um, the fourth recommendation, set an appropriate level of challenge to develop pupils' self-regulation and metacognition. Now, obviously, we think about trying to set, set a really high challenge, but we don't often think, is that too much? No, um, now I know, obviously, in the past, where they come up from, we we underestimate how, you know, how good they are. Mm -hmm. Quite often, we set the bar too low, yeah. so we think, oh, this is a pen, <laughs> this is an iPad, and they, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they can actually do themselves. But there's a lot of stuff on the cognitive overload theory. Um, there's a, a paper that I've put on the um, staff learning site under the metacogni uh, metacognition, um, I can't even say that word, no, metacognition no. Uh, section. Yep. And it's about, you know, overloading, well, it's what it says, it's overloading the learners with with um, different, you know, stimuli. Yep. You know, are we telling them to do too much? So yep. upload this, do that, put that on there, 
answer the feedback. Is it too much at times? So we need to consider that as well. But it's trying to find that right um, that right challenge. So obviously all the learners they're at different stages of their metacognitive skills. So we've got some who you know could go to college now. Yeah. In ter- you know they're they're very very good. They know exactly what they need to do. Um, they act on the feedback. They ask for more feedback and guidance, mm-hmm. and they do it. And they. Yeah. Just naturally know how to do they it. They naturally know how to do very it. Very little coaching. Absolutely. On it. And there's others who, you know, I could write on Google Classroom, watch the video, and listen to the instructions. I'll do that, and then they will send me a question asking what that, to do that I've that I've answered in the video, and mm-hmm. I, you just think, wow. But it, it's obviously that thought process isn't there. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not doing it on purpose. No. Um, so we need to make sure that we're obviously knowing our learners individual learners yeah. setting them the appropriate challenge for, for them um the fifth recommendation promote and develop motto oh, metacognitive talk in the classroom um now one thing that you know really jumped out at me was our learning reviews so the way that we structure learning reviews is in that format we get the learners to talk about themselves yeah. and their learning we don't say you know like the old style of, of a typical kind of parents evening where it's you're doing this you're doing this you need to do that you yeah. need to do that it, it all comes from them the, the, the learners are asked to take ownership of their own learning review and explain for themselves how they're getting on yeah. rather than the opposite way around and we know we know that often they say the thing that they that we want to hear mm-hmm. but they're at least still going through that thought process so deep down they know they, they, they've worked out what we want them to hit, want to hear and that's what they're focusing on yeah. as well and the thing is doing it as a learning review that's once a year we need to do it more. Like mini learning reviews per lesson, or even a, a few seconds. It's trying to do it without causing more work. Mm. Like, so you don't want to have to have a... I mean, if, if you want to, you can, but you, do, you don't need to have a meeting every half term with, oh, every, no. with every parent no. or anything like that. But it's just trying to get them used to it so that when it comes to the learning review, it's not the first time in the year they've done that. It should yeah. be natural. It should, it should be, be naturally discussing It should how be the they... same thing, but they're doing it in front of their parent now, mm-hmm. uh, their parents. Yeah. So... Obviously, that could be doing it in groups. It could be doing it as a whole class, just trying to encourage that. You know, it's, it's just our term, terminology, mm-hmm. isn't it? And the way fami- that we... Sorry. And, fami- and familiarising them with that te- uh, terminology so they recognise how they're supposed to be, how they're thinking right now. Yeah. It's the same as keywords in science. We try to avoid certain keywords because we know that they'll get marked down. Yeah. Things like Zoom instead of Magnify. So... Fair test. Fair test. And so we ourselves, like we in the past, we've been guilty of when we teach, you naturally say it. Well, you often naturally say things that you were taught and you yeah. that may have been correct then, but now are being have been modified. Yeah. And you've got to be really, really aware that you don't use those confusing terms that can lead to. That's it. If we confusion. look, if we look at why they did it, you think back. It's you know a lot of it's down to us. Mm. We we told them that. Yeah. You know, and you. It's quite often when you are marking end of unit tests and you literally see a quote that you've said and you go, oh, God, I did say that, didn't yeah. I? Or they've you maybe just got the wrong end of the stick and it's not used in the right way. And yeah. you're like, oh, I told them that. You say it's something you've said in passing or as an extra explanation for the term you wanted them to use yeah. and you feel like they focused on the wrong bit. Yeah. Oh, no, that's really like, annoying. Oh, no. Yeah, shoot yourself in the foot. Um, number six. Explicitly teach pupils how to organise and effectively manage their learning independently. Now, that is very similar to number two, which is explicitly teach pupils the strategies, including how to plan, monitor, etc. So they kind of go hand in hand, really. So mm. this is where they kind of interweave that it's yeah. not necessarily a 
one, two, three, four, five, six. That can be, you know, embedded earlier on as well. And it not... also turns it into kind of a cyclic, cyclical motion. A cycle. A, a cycle. It turns it into a cycle of how, of this development of the meta, of your metacognition. Like you might get to stand to level six and then taking it back to level two again yeah. to learn something deeper or yeah. different. Yeah. Um, it's so. just enhancing it, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's, it's more talking about the support. So we support them. So I think it's that thing of rather than us just giving them the answer or telling them this is what you need to do it's asking those it's those key questions isn't it yeah you know how why like why would you do that what what can mm. you do you know as, as part of like the coaching that we uh, that we've done last year it's we it's all about who we're coaching they come up with the answers yeah and it's the same Rather thing than isn't giving it? them the it's, answers. it's exactly the same way mm-hmm. uh, different to say mentor mentoring where you may say right you need to do this you need to do that that's how you do it yeah coaching which is why obviously that our coaching program is, is really really beneficial absolutely because rather than just being told you need to do this you know the coach might know nothing about them no but the way that they're trained is to ask the questions so that they can get it out of them themselves yeah. to help them bring the own their answer out for themselves they already kind of it was there just helping them guide them to that answer and that's exactly i suppose what it's what it's talked about it's supporting them making it explicit this you know this is the process you should be going through uh, and then the final one number seven Schools should support teachers to develop knowledge of these approaches and expect them to be applied appropriately. So that's obviously something that, say, Ramsey, that's their ethos. So they yeah. probably looked at that number seven and went, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, come September, this is what we're trying to do. So yeah. we're trying to encourage teachers to do that, to try and learn about metacognition, use it in the classroom, get the learners thinking about thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how we can do that, is things like what we're doing. So we are, we're obviously doing a podcast now. We're by no means experts. Absolutely we're not, not trying to say, I mean, I, I know I did the research last year. I'm not saying that I know more about metacognition than anyone else in the school. I'm just trying to pass on what I, what I read last year and what, yep. you know, what we've um, tried so far. Exactly. Um, so, you know, every little helps. And, uh, that we've got like the staff learning site. So there's the, the page, with metacognition we've got the literature reviews other resources anything like that that may be beneficial um you know there are other podcasts that are out there tez always always have um articles that try and get you to think about your own thinking and um you know because it's not just the learners it's us as well um so yeah that's that's all of the the recommendations seven recommendations there's obviously more than that if you look if you read the guidance report You'll read them in more depth, and it tells you, you know, exactly what they, what they um, think it should look like. So they're the recommendations, but then they go deeper and they say, right, this is what you could use. Here are examples, um, like a bit like case studies. They yeah. they say, right, this is an example. Here's someone. This is their issue or their their question, and then they they kind of take you through the the process of how you can uh, meet that recommendation. Okay, so linking it back to this coming, you know, academic year, so September when we should be all coming back in school, it's going to be very, very different. Um, so how can we link everything we kind of talked about? How can we link that to September? What um, could we be seeing in the classroom or you know, even just outside the classroom in terms of trying to get metacognition up to scratch with learners and staff? Um, I think we're going to have to really focus on using modelling and explanations and explaining how we do things to really get learners back to the way they need to be working and developing the skills that they've 
used before and also really enhancing those skills they've actually learnt over lockdown those the self like the self-regulation and working how to do it themselves we don't want to lose that skill we want to kind of embed it and improve it and keep it going because some learners have really thrived on how to, and working out themselves we don't want them to use that lose that ability we've got to try and close that gap a bit really haven't we we have because there's obviously been learners that have really flourished and there's also been learners that have, have struggled um through any a number of reasons um we need to close that gap and improve and show those learners kind of bring them back to where either where they were before and improving them or their understanding or help them bridge that gap and make it a slow, easier transition back into this standard learning they have been doing before with social distancing obviously can potentially being an issue in september we don't know oh, yeah. whether it will whether it will still be two meters, one meter, whatever. It's yeah. going to be an issue in terms of giving feedback. It really is. Et cetera, and being able to, you know, um, take in, we might not be able to take in books, no. et cetera. Um, one thing that I've been trying to use quite a lot in the, during the lockdown is guidance videos. They've been brilliant. So recording the screen, you can record the screen with, your webcam embedded on it so, so they can actually see you talking as well yeah. um and it's but ba i've basically been trying to go through either a powerpoint really quickly or a website and just talk about what i want them to do yeah. and how to do it show them where the links are show them what documents to use etc uh, where to upload and once i've got that video i can use it again and again yeah. for all my different classes and i haven't got to type out the instructions i'm not saying no, i'm doing it in a lazy way no. but i have found it's easier and it, it saves a lot of time i don't think it's ever been a lazy way that that's kind of been a way that's really kind of put yourself in that room with those kids to show them what you could do in the actual classroom you can do that on a video for them and help enhance those skills that they were really struggling with yeah. And as it's your own voice, they've got that kind of personal thing. Yeah. So you are effectively teaching them. Yeah. Because sometimes they need that. They just need to hear their teacher again. They, it's the confidence thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, they trust, you know, it's the trust. If you watch a YouTube video, someone talking to you all about Google Classroom, it's not quite the same as someone that you trust. Someone you know that they kind of know exactly where you're going with and it. And they know it's going to be relevant to them, um, to them as well. Um, Airplay as well. That would be really, really important for us to like modelling and showing exactly what we would do and how we were going to do it. Yeah. And that's also a way of obviously keeping social distancing, but still showing them what we would would do yeah. for their work or yeah. our work. And also like sharing, like collaborative work as well, sharing it on on airplay, like sharing it on the board, mm. people's ideas. Yeah. Um, it means we can still use group work, peer work. They can still do that from a safe dif safe distance. Yeah. We have got on the staff learning site. There's a digital. Um, like a di digital learning um, kind of uh, support section. So things like guidance videos, using AirPlay, they're all kind of guidance videos yeah. and gu a guidance section on how to do that for any staff. Who, maybe they're joining this year and they don't know how to do that or they've just forgot because, again, we, we always forget. To improve the metacognition of teachers. Absolutely, and software updates and all sorts. They change buttons on apps and it's it makes it a pain in the backside sometimes, isn't it? Just yeah. trying to remember how to do things. Um, and when, there's nothing worse than when you're... You've got an idea, you're at the front of the class, you try and do it, mm -hmm. and you can't. Yeah. Something doesn't work, you go, oh, God, that's my task yeah. gone. I was going to I was gonna spend 20 minutes on that. Um, so, again, making it explicit, really, every day we're going to have to just, you know, drill home. Yeah. This is what you need to do. Obviously, we need to know that what we're telling them is, is the correct way of doing it. So yeah. that, you know, following the guidance that we've been given. Um, potentially learning session fives, do you think? 
using that time maybe? I think it'll be really important to use that time to develop the things like where things are, how to upload things, um, making sure learners are really, really familiar with how to do things again. Uh, I mean, I know for myself with my own learners, my own learning group, they will need this, the rec like the re reminding of how we do things again because there's some there's some things they'll develop massively, but also there's a lot of things they won't know. No, anymore. No. They've completely forgotten, and we can use that time really effectively to kind of bring them back. It's not even just the actual skills. It's more the, you know, with, we, we've been talking a lot about metacognition in terms of the doing, as in doing skills, uploading work, yeah. uh, but it's also like the social side of it mm. um, and the, you know, the mental side of it as well is trying to model, you know, this is how we should maybe approach this, mm -hmm. you know, what, we, what we're doing. So yeah. learning session fives, I mean that we've obviously got the, the, uh, they're designed in a way um, which, you know, we, we will all be following. And, and I, I imagine that it will probably be a, a very similar thing. So it'll be focusing around that. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously there's going to be wellbeing talks and, and things like that, which would be really, really good. Another thing we've talked about that mm -hmm. we may do, especially because taking in books is going to be an issue probably, or yeah. potentially. So we might not be yeah. able to actually, you know, physically be able to take in anything to, um, to to give feedback on. So why not do what we've done throughout this lockdown period and set set the work as assignment? So when they've mm -hmm. completed their work in their book, they take a picture of it, yeah. upload it. We can then give them feedback. Mm -hmm. um, no, no contact involved. Nope. That can then be form uh, the start of the next session mm -hmm. responding to that it could be their independent study yeah and again it's trying to get that kind of that routine of metacognitive thinking you know here's your feedback or your guidance i need to go to that act on it i need to act on it absolutely um now final question do you think so we've talked obviously had a lot about the learners mm -hmm. um and we've talked a little bit about staff yeah. metacognition and you know what it looks like do you think as staff particularly f from the last few months yeah we need to be more metacognitive absolutely i do think so it's something that some people might think very clearly about what they have how they how they learn and how they think about things and what they do but there's, uh, there's still always room for improvement and always room for developing that skill because it is a really important skill that kind of goes into everything we do and by improving our metacognitive skills we're going to we'll also lend the possibility of improving all sorts of other things as well because it does interweave into kind of everything we do as a teacher i think whatever stage you're at in your teaching career whether you're mm. a trainee nqt um, whether you've you know head teacher, head teacher. Um, you've all got a different role mm. and I'm not, I'm not saying any of our teachers you know aren't you know at, at kind of the peak of their their role but I'm sure they will all agree they could get better that like everyone can do mm. better or get, can improve yeah. so you know that's how people obviously you know professionals in any any profession get there is because they always have that thought how can I get better mm. how, what do I need to do so and it's something that we I suppose we forget how to do that mm -hmm. um, we forget how to improve ourselves if we just get caught up in the same thing so you know that's why things like the thursday training sessions going to be designed around that it's, it's going to be more focused on our actual teaching what we're good at this is what we do yeah rather than just kind of admin stuff it's going to be about you know trying to improve ourselves as teachers individually um, well, well as, a, as a team as well so as a team how can we be more metacognitive etc um, and things that can help with that we've obviously got the staff learning site which very similar to how, how it's set up for the learners it's a place to go we want people to think to use it we don't yeah. want to have to always try and plug it out and say yeah. please use it please use it you know it's it's the re we haven't done it just for a 
just for another thing. Yeah. The, the idea of it is is because it can be so useful. I mean, other schools don't have that. No. Um, it's such a good tool. It's mm. like a, a an extra digital handbook. It is really. Um, and yeah. it may be that you go on there and you think, well, actually, I do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But I guarantee there's going to be at least one person who would benefit from it. And if uh, at least one person benefited it, uh, benefits from it, it's done its job. Yeah, absolutely. There's videos on there already that really show me skills that I definitely need to develop on that I've found I found them and I know I now know that yeah. I can improve my skills with airplane I mean airplane. In, the, in the last couple of days just of us obviously being in school and you've said oh how do, how do I do that and mm-hmm. I've just been like go to the staff There's learning site I've already <laughs> one step ahead of you so um, there, are, looking, there are things on there and I'm really looking forward to actually using some of those videos in my next um, in my lessons in next yeah. year I mean you'll get sick of my voice because a lot of it's me yeah. trying to talk you through things talk videos of clay lessons with clay yeah basically I, i'm just i'm owning the site pretty much i'm taking over um iris as well is something that again it's gets a lot of bad press because people are like oh i've got to watch myself teach yeah that's the worst bit it's, yeah but you get used to it you really yeah, get you used do. to it and when you're you know you're the only one who can watch it i mean you yeah. can share it with other people but you're the only one yeah you're watching yourself no one else is watching and listening to you and you know people watch you anyway and the exactly. kids watch you so it's not it's like it's the first time someone's seen you and you're only going to get better mm. i mean if you re- you know when i listen back to the podcast first time i realized that i go all the time and i'm like oh god i gotta change that yeah i have to change that because it's so annoying if it's annoying for me it must be annoying for other yeah. people and just the way you know the way that you walk around the classroom where you stand the way that you talk do you ignore learners you you know picking up on that is only going to be a good thing mm. it really really is and again it's it's trying to get stuff rather than being kind of uh, encouraged to use it like oh do you want to do your iris and like, yeah we want people to actually come forward and say yeah. oh i'd really like to actually watch yeah. myself teach um, i learned an awful lot from my, my experience using the iris software um about how i see the classroom and how i see myself while i'm there um and kind of how i approach things which was a, it was an incredibly informative experience using the iris and i do need to use it again was that in your nqt year in my training year, oh, training used, year. yeah i used wow. it in my training year right near the beginning to evaluate kind of how i was getting on yeah. um and it was incredible and i'd like i really need to i would like to see myself doing with the iris software again maybe in september and compare the difference because yeah. Although throughout your training year, throughout your NQT, you are told how you're getting on. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see it from yourself. Yeah. And can, it's, it's a perfect opportunity. I go back in you time. You can try and match it up to your feedback as well, can't you? Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it comes around to that thing of we can't try and encourage learners to do all this if we're not doing it ourselves. If we, yeah. you know, try and embed to learners, you, you must, you've got to do this. You've got to try and do things for yourself and think of yourself. And then if we're in our show and go, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, that's just contradicting yourself. We can't we can't really do that. You know, we have to try these things, don't we? Just yeah. to get better. Uh, coaching is another thing. So coaching is something that we've been doing for the last, um, well, we started it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, didn't get into a full flow this year because of obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, but again, coaching is, it's still here. We still have coaches for each department. Um, and we've already talked about that. It's to try and encourage, it's not to be told what to do. It's not, you know, if you, anyone who thinks they need a coach, they shouldn't think, in a way of oh I'm not doing well enough or oh god it's embarrassing I need a coach it's not that no. at all you know you have the top professions they actually hire coaches mm. because they want to get even more out of themselves yeah and they're, they're, the whole point of a coach is not to tell you what to do it's to help you answer ask the questions 
to figure it out with together or by yourself yeah. or it's unlocking it isn't un- it yeah unlocking un- those answers um and i've already mentioned obviously the thursday sessions they will be um designed in a way david cow was um coming up with a plan of how that's going to look across the year obviously we don't know exactly how the training is going to go whether we have to do it virtually might not be able to go in a hall for a while but it's you know it's looking really good um i know he'll share more with everyone close to the the time but what i've seen so far it looks really really good um lots of you know it's really focusing on the teaching which is you know getting back to i say back to basics it's not basic otherwise we do it but it's the the fundamental fundamental principles absolutely so yeah so that is uh that is our podcast on metacognition we're done um so thank you very much for listening um everyone and we hope you have a lovely summer um you've all earned yeah, it um, it may not be very different to the last few months um yeah, more the same. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen but um i'm really looking forward i mean everyone's looking forward to getting back to some sort of normality and just really, seeing really. the kids again and trying to help them out so Rest up, Claire, over the summer. Thank you, you too. Thank you very much. Um, remember, you can subscribe to our podcast on uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, etc. Um, you can go back through our, our other podcasts as well um, that, that we've done last year. We did ones on you know, feedback and guidance, behaviour management, etc. Um, next year, we're going to be trying to get regular podcasts out again. Um, New, not just repeating what we've already said. We're going to be talking to departments, etc. And if anyone, you know, wants us to do anything particular on a podcast, please let me know. That would be that would be excellent. So, uh, thank you very much for coming on, Claire. Well done on your your debut uh, appearance. I know. <laughs> and um, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you again on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. And we hope you have a lovely summer. And uh, everyone, take care and stay safe. <laughs>